full gear the last pay-per-view for uh aew was here and gone and we have to ask ourselves well what just happened nice little show three matches on the pre-show 10 on the main card and we're just going to dive right into it let's start off with zero hour so for zero hour we have three matches the first on the pre-show was uh the best friends and rocky romero and dan Housen defeating the factory started out with the four members of uh, the best friends Dan Housen came on later in the match. They won that second match. Was Ricky Starks defeating Brian Cage to advance in the Eliminator Tournament. And the final match of the Zero Hour show was Eddie Kingston getting June Akiyama. And just go and watch this. When you see people are enjoying the profession. And they love what they do. You'll enjoy it more. And you can see the joy that Eddie and June had facing each other. And then Eddie cut just a little... When he doesn't, he cut an amazingly beautiful promo. It's just, it's awesome. I recommend this. And just going to check out, man, the promo. Our main card. Let's get into it. First match of the evening was the Steel Cage match. Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Once again in the Steel Cage. And yeah. We still don't really know why Luchasaurus turned on Jungle Boy and has aligned himself with Christian Cage, who was ringside, ringside, uh, excuse me, with Luchasaurus. But these two uh, fought each other really hard. A lot of history involved with the two. So when Luchasaurus finally goes good again, this will be great. It will be beautiful these dudes did a lot of work um and and the thing you must know with with the steel cage matches AEW does not do a lot of them so they always feel just a little bit a little bit um more satisfying they feel good just because of how rarely they're used um that was great that that was awesome uh, these two dudes put on a solid match this was actually one of the longer matches on the show when it had a little under 19 minutes it was a decisive victory for jungle boy as he climbed to the top hit a massive elbow drop off the cage through the table and then he applied the snare trap on luchasaurus who hesitated but, but essentially tapped out um this was this much better received from Wednesday AEW the one thing that makes their shows uh, a little bit more better than the others is when they have in um, a crowd that is into it that can elevate the match and that's exactly what they did here uh, we'll see where they go next I guess we can separate everybody until Jungle Boy finally gets his revenge on Christian Cage next up the Death Triangle defending the Trios Championships against the returning Elite Don Callis on commentary for this one and man man oh man oh man it doesn't feel like this match went 18 minutes but the match went 18 minutes it was the, I, it was non 
stop move 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 go 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 it's like how how can these how can these dude um do the things that they do rarely was there any selling um crowd once again was very much invested in this as they wanted to see the return of the elite now everybody assumed that the elite would win but we get to near the end of the match and all we had is fight forever shout out to the AEW video game fight forever kenny omega c uh got phoenix out for a v trigger penta started hitting sling blades on everybody right Omega Powerbomb Ray Phoenix and the Bucks hit the BTE trigger. Omega covered, but Pac broke it up. Pac tossed the Bucks to the outside, pulled the hammer out. <laughs> um, charging at Kenny and Nick Jackson uh, super kicked Pac, right? Pac got rolled to the outside and gave the, the, the hammer to Phoenix. Remember, Pac was trying to get Phoenix in and... In, in, um, Penta, oh god, I forgot his name. Penta to use the hammer, and uh, they refused. This time they didn't. Phoenix, while up in the warming angel, hit Omega in the head, rolled them up one, two, three, shocking everybody, and give us the outcome that we did not think we'd get. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting a best. <laughs> We're getting a best of seven between the Elite and the Death Triangle, with the winners getting the Trios Championship. And this will be match number two when that starts. All right. Next up, the TBS Championship, Jay Cargo, defending against Nyla Rose. Nyla came out with Vicky and Marina Shafir in a lowrider. Shout out to Eddie. Viva Arasa rest in peace um jay came out dressed like uh uh ra from thundercats um this match didn't go long i didn't need it to go more than i need to go more than 10 minutes oh, and, and it went under 10 minutes this draw went how long does this match go? This match went eight minutes exactly. Uh, it was a lot of power moves because, you know, big, mighty women slapping women meat. That does that sound um, weird. Didn't come out. Doesn't sound like sounds as good as big, mighty man, man, man slap. You know what I'm getting at. Um, they tried, they both hit each other's finishers, but obviously, when you hit someone else's finisher, you shouldn't be able to win with that. They did not. Um, Nyla climbed to the top rope. She 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 tried to go for a dive. J rod out of the way. Hit the bicycle kick. Hit a jaded one, two, three. Jade is 42 and 0, and the streak continues. She's not gonna lose until she gets 50 and 0. Um, but she's beating everyone in the division. So it's like, what? Uh, what's next for her? Who can she face? She's got to start going outside of the company. Uh, for, that's, that's what I think should happen. But this served its purpose, and we move on to the Ring of Honor 
World Championship match. Chris Jericho defending against Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, and Sammy Guevara. And this was another really, really good match. And the, the method and the motive of this match was that Jericho wants to be to be smirched to uh, disrespect the name of Ring of Honor and um, he's slowly becoming a great Ring of Honor champion because he's doing everything in his power to keep the championship man this was one of the longer matches on the show um, yeah this was really this was a great match this could potentially almost be considered the match of the night um it's it's kind of a thing with Ring of Honor that the World Championship is defended in multi-man matches. It happens a lot. Um, but the match started out with simply just the JAS versus the BCC. And then it eventually spilled down. Um, Sammy turned on Jericho, Claudio, and Brian Danson fought each other. But they they have a respect for each other, so they, they don't mind fighting each other's coming like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre but this was a really 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 good match everybody got time to shine here but Jericho won um he hit a Judas effect out of nowhere on Claudio they hit a second one got the one two three and this was really good this was fun um, I'm hoping Ring Honor can finally get, a t- get their own show at some point so that doesn't have to bog down the AEW product uh, but I get it it's, it's, it's something that has to be done right now next up our second match um i'm sorry not our second match our fifth match of the evening Britt baker taking on a returning soraya in her first match in almost six years um yeah the the winner was never in doubt but i would have preferred the opposite but we'll get into it um they come face to face, and we, you know, we start start with some stereo lockups, feel each other out. Britt took down Soraya. Soraya got to our feet, and we're off. Uh, Breaker hit a Soraya with a shoulder tackle, and Soraya immediately grabbed the back of her neck. Immediately, um, Britt looked concerned. The ref checked on Soraya, and Soraya shook her arms out. She stood up and apparently smiled at Breaker. Opposite the hurricane, camera should have. Guys gotta do better. So Soraya smiled, Britt smiled back. Soraya's good, man. So ultimately, this was gonna be a little rough. Um, like I I told someone that for Soraya's first match back, I would have much preferred it to be against um someone with a little bit more seasoning on them bones, you know what I mean? Someone that uh can help guide her. Well, not to say the Soraya needs guide, she's She's been wrestling longer than a lot of people. But just, I wanted a veteran. But you got to get the name. You know, you got to get a big name for for her to face. And this this wasn't great. I, I did, It didn't need to go as long as it did. I would have been fine with this being a 10-minute match. But Soraya did win. She hit her with two. Um, she hit her with two. Uh, not page, uh, Rampages. The, the uh, Cradle DDT. One, two, three, and this was, this was, listen, it didn't need to be a barn burner. It didn't need to be a five-star masterpiece. I wanted to see if Soraya could survive and how she looked, and she looked good. 
the build wasn't that great as they were Brit started cutting babyface promos and Saray was always supposed to be the babyface here um and I think that's ultimately will bog down some of this was just the build to it but Saray looked good she got the W I'm happy I am I'm I'm good next match Big mighty men slapping man meat. We have ourselves triple threat match for the TNT Championship. Warlord defending against Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. And matches like these don't need to go long, and they did not go long. That is a beautiful thing. It was just a lot of power moves, a lot of um, back and forth, as, as Simon Miller likes to say, wrestling, tennis. Um, these 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 guys are um, good at what they do. It was great to have Joe here because he's been wrestling. Obviously, he's been wrestling longer than Warlow and Powerhouse Hop, so he's able to help guide them along while also looking like. Samoa Joe, but these dudes put in some work. Um, this was good. This this was this was good. He choked out. He referring to Samoa Joe choked out. Um, powerhouse hops. I would have been fine with this going maybe one minute longer, but. Everybody got their big moves in, and they looked good. But nobody really looked bad coming out of this match. I personally would have liked Hobbs to win. A man's got to do something. He defeated Ricky at all out. Just give him a little bit more um, momentum. But um, Joe winning was fine. Was good. I'm not. I don't hate it. I would. Like I guess I would prefer Hobbs. And uh, Joe can do a little bit more with the TNT championship. I mean, the, the title once felt like a big deal. Uh, it's been underutilized, so we've got to we got to do something. Um, Tony Schiavone interviewed Chris Jericho and Jay Carrier backstage. Tony Schiavone made mention of you know some of the dissension between he and Sammy. And Sammy was like, no, no, no. Jericho was like, no, 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 no. That's what I was. I was expecting Sammy to do that. He's a future world champion, but that's what we got. Uh, Orange Cassidy showed up and told Jericho that hey, um, another former Ring of Honor champion wants a title shot, and we'll get a title shot. And that's Tomohiro Ishii. Let's go. Jericho said he still views Ishii as the young boy. Mm. Mm. And it looks like Orange Cassidy's next feud will be against Jake Hager for the All Atlantic Championship. I'm really, really, I'm really, I'm really good with that. Next match: Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I didn't need this to be uh, anything other than what it, we got. You knew it was going to be overbooked. You knew it was going to be crazy. Um, you knew that Sting and Darby Allen were going to win. And to the best of my knowledge, Sting and Sting, Jay Cargo, and Hook are the only three undefeated superstars in, well, sorry, wrestlers <laughs> in AEW. Uh, I need the Darby Allen to chill out on trying to murder himself. 
and every big major manager that he's in. Uh, I wasn't expecting Jeff Jarrett to keep really any real cheers. Last time we saw Jeff Jarrett wrestle was actually in Ric Flair's last match. We've seen, if you've seen this match, you've seen it done a thousand times. Sting and Darby Allin win, and we're moving on to the AEW interim, uh, interim Women's World Championship. And here's what I thought about this match. I, I said that... If the Paige Soraya, if the Soraya Britt Baker match takes place before this, Britt would come to cause Jamie Hader um, the match. That did not happen. We've got we got a pretty even affair between Tony and Jamie. Jamie came out by herself. Um, crowd started with Jamie Chan. It's not like it's not like they hate they hate Tony Storm or don't like Tony Storm. Uh, but we, Jamie Hader's been the one on the hot streak, and she was the one to that needed to come out of this as um, the champion. And these two women did a did a really solid job. We we jumped to the and near near the end of the match, um, and Rebel ran down a ringside while Storm and Hader fighting in the ring. And somehow, uh, uh, Jamie gets 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 uh, Tony collapsed near the ropes, distracting Paul Turner. Rebel hits Tony Storm in the head with the women's championship. Jamie Hader pins her. Tony kicks out. Rebel then jumped on the apron once again, trying to cause a distraction. Paul Turner injected her for ringside. Tony set up Jamie Hader for the cloverleaf, but Hader pulled herself up to the ropes to avoid the hole. Hater trip storm to the outside. Britt ran down. So here we go. Now I thought that she'd be the one to cause Jamie the belt, so we can finally get this feud. But she gave Tony a curb stomp on the championship. She tossed Storm back inside. Hater gave Storm a Storm Zero, but Tony kicked out. And at two point nine 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 nine. Um. Both women got up. Tony hit a Storm Zero for her own airfall. Baker got on an apron to get Storm's attention, allowing Hater to recover. Jamie hit Tony with the hate breaker. Tony kicked out. Tony kicked out, and Hater is pounding mad at frustration. You clothesline Tony Storm. Hater, I'm sorry, Hater uh, uh, clothesline Tony. Britt began removing the turnbuckle. Storm launched Hater into Britt. With Britt falling to the floor, Storm charged Hater, but guess what? She hit the exposed turnbuckle. Tony, uh, sorry, Jamie hit the Rip Quirk clothesline. One, two, three, and we have a new interim women's world championship. I would, I would have much preferred Jamie to win on her own. I'm tired of all the interference. Part of the reason I'm not covering NXT anymore. But Tony Storm is no longer champion. Jamie Hater is your new champion, um, and. I like I'm happy to see Jamie Hader with the championship. Tony had a nice little run. Um, this was a good match. These two women worked really, really hard to keep each other engaged. I thought it was a little too little too late with Jamie um becoming champion, but she's not she's still gonna stay a hill. Um, even though she was treated like a babyface by the crowd because the crowd wanted her to win. Britt still helped her to win. So I'm expecting Britt to turn on Jamie to get a title shot with, with Jamie to win so 
this was fine and it's weird um One of the strongest advantages that AEW had in their early days was an audience that was fully in line with the vision and fully along with the plan. That's just not so anymore. Um, there's been a lot of <sighs> negative things going on in AEW, and even the commentary were apoplectic, um, apathetic to hater cheating. That's mixed. That's that's mixed messaging. Um, we like I just the ending of the match. Like I'm fine. It's just it's it's weird. So now we just see what the, the what's going to happen in the division. Um, Hater, she has a solid resume. She the crowd loves her. Uh, so how can they book her as a heel? Um, this is just a title. This could be a title change, just to be. A title change, um, and it's really hard right now with faces as champions. So we'll have to see what they do with Jamie Hayter. Second to last match, the acclaim in the trilogy, the final match, taking on Swerving Our Glory, defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Solid. Um, Swerve and Glory came out first, and Max Caster cut a rap. He did two. He dropped two verses. Two. Really, really good. Uh, you could tell he was on. He was ready. He was ready. The crowd loved it. They scissor. And we made note that two things that. Bowens could possibly be injured, and Billy Gunn wasn't in ringside. He didn't want his emotions to get involved, to get the better of him, to cause his boys the match. But this was a very, very um, solid match. It was definitely better than their second match. Not as good as their first match, but man, they they did everything and more to keep the crowd going, to keep the crowd involved. We played on Anthony Bowens always being injured, and him possibly being the weak, weak, weak link of the team swerve um, in his heel ways caster it was it, it, it was it was really really good Keith Lee being the anomaly that he, he's the cheat code and these guys really put on just something just just fun um, it comes to the end where Swerve's got the pliers and wants to cheat. Uh, not Swerve. Yeah, Swerve wants got the pliers and wants to cheat. And Keith Lee threw them to the ground. He said, y'all can't win that way. Because Keith Lee doesn't need to win that way. Swerve slapped Keith Lee across the face. So there it is. There it is. Um, Keith helped up Anthony Bones to his feet. Patted him on the back. And walked out on Swerve. By himself, you turned on your partner, man. So Bones rolled him up for a two count, rolled him again. Swerve, there's nothing you can do. Swerve, swerve, blah, blah. he kicked out like once or twice. Um, Caster tagged himself in. Swerve rolled up Bones, not realizing he was no longer legal. Caster into the ring and dropped Swerve. Bones shook out his soldier. He hit Swerve with his moves 
and then Caster hit the sit out driver one, two, three. The acclaimed retained. Everything worked here. Um, the 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 heel turn for Swerve, the acclaimed retained against solidified themselves as good tag team champions. Billy Gunn not getting involved. Keith Lee walking out on his part. This was great, man. This was and this was a this was a this was a fitting in to the trilogy of matches between these three. And our main event, John Moxley, MJF, AEW World Championship, and Mox was getting booed. It is not that the fans don't like Mox. We, we all know the fans love Mox. We all know the kind of wrestler he is. It wasn't that the fans hated Mox, it was that they wanted MJF to win, MJF was over, he played into all of it, all of it, all of it, so Mox played into being the heel for the match, and it worked, um, these two did their very, very best, uh, working with what they had, given, and like, like, the ending was never, ever, ever in doubt, it was never in doubt, um, what was in doubt was whether William Regal would turn on Mox, and I was like, "Please don't let William Regal turn on Mox." What's gonna happen with the BCC? <sighs> don't let Regal turn on Mox, and we get to the end of the match. Multiple ref bumps. Mox grabbed MJF from behind the two of them. Um, we're back into the replacement ref, Paul Turner. So this is the second ref bump. Uh, so like right before that MJF was going to use the diamond ring and William Regal walked down to the ramp told him don't do it and MJF threw it outside so after the ref but Mox is choking on MJF Max tap there's no ref Regal tells Mox to wake up the ref while Mox is doing that Regal slides the brass knuckles to MJF MJF used them, used them one two three we have a new world champion Mox, William Regal looked on with a smile and MGF is your champion. He even did the uh, CM Punk, the CM Punk thing, um, laying on the ramp with the title, then uh, holding it, and then doing the Snow Angels. So, um, yeah, never in doubt. I want to see where we're gonna go with this. Um, with this, I want to see what we're going to do with MJF, with Mox, with William Regal. And once again, this match was uh, just hurt by just the presentation of how we how we got here with the bill. MJF, um, the, the, the bill should have worked clarifying the dynamic, but the waters got muddled. MJF should have been the heel up until this point but we started building sympathy for him and mox is mox he should be getting cheered all the time uh, how can you present mgf as a heel now crowd wanted to see his title which is like they wanted to see jamie Hayter's title well, how can you present her as a heel so this was we're in a weird situation we gotta see what's going on but as for the show overall it's solid i'll give it a 7.5 um 7.5 out of 10 it's a good show uh, we had two new champions and we build on the next uh i guess big event for AEW is will be winter is coming that's kind of an annual thing for 
them but here we are full gear over and done with let me know what you guys think um yeah let me know um come back this saturday for our thanksgiving tradition on the high risk wrestling podcast um don't forget to check out those socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook, Tumblr, and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram, and the 215 on Twitter. Full gear. That just happened. And as always, Shotzi Blackheart, Wendy Chu, Zaya Lee, and Gigi Dolan. Holla at your boy. Peace.